that's why getting out of the door-to-door cells helped me out. Now I, I'm really focused on my mental health and like making sure that my stress stays at bay, which isn't always easy as a business owner. Uh, sales is stressful. Business is stressful. Yeah. I've been thinking about that too. I'm like, we got to get out of this damn stressful yeah. feedback loop, dude. I'm like, I'm about to go use my accounting degree and just sit down and crunch numbers on Excel right. all day and shit, dude. But then when you're over there, once like the stress level's gone down, yeah, you're, you're itching like, to get cool. back into it. Right. You know, know what I mean? Like cool. it's yeah. just an addictive cycle. Dude, so, we're just having fun. What's up, Court? How's it going? Dude, good. Uh, Court Lundberg, Lundberg Plumbing. Yep. Dude, and, and we met each other through Dirty Dough. We did meet each other through yeah. Dirty Dough. But yep. you had your plumbing company before that. Wait, you Are you a plumber by trade? Yeah, so I'm a master plumber. I'm a master plumber and a general contractor. And I have my HVAC license, but you shouldn't ask me to do anything <laughs> on that. I shouldn't do any HVAC at all. It's... It's just a license I have. Yeah. Um, cool, because you have to have a, do you have an HVAC guy? I think you were, you were posting about this. No, so we'll get into it. Yeah. But we really want to dial in the plumbing. First. Yeah. First. Yeah. HVAC is big. There's big money in HVAC. Yeah. Um, but if you get the wrong guy, I just don't want to tie our name to something that I can't have my finger on the pulse of yeah. yet. So I know enough to be dangerous. Like I'll yeah. fix my own. Yeah but I would never charge somebody to work on theirs. <laughs> I just feel like it would be a huge disservice. <laughs> You're like, there's, well, just there's better people or what? Yeah. I mean, it's, I don't, it's I don't like know. plumbing, right? Like, yeah. can you put in pipes? Absolutely. It's like big kids, Legos. It's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah. But if you forget to put in a vent, you just screwed up this whole project. <laughs> like the whole, everything that you did, you have to rip out. Yeah. And I know that there's stuff with HVAC that if, you just didn't know it. Yeah. You messed it up. You're well, toast. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's in my house, dude. Yeah. My house was a fix and flip that they never fixed. Yeah. They just flipped. That's a huge problem, especially like a couple of years ago. Dude. Yeah. It was a big problem. We were going into people's homes and it's like, oh, dude, this isn't draining. We camera the drain line. It's like, well, it's not hooked onto your sewer. It doesn't go anywhere. It just ends here. But good Gandhi. So let's jackhammer this up. Sorry about that. And they're all mad at you because you found it. Well, they're not mad at you, but, but their anger but they're is directed yeah. towards yeah. you. Yeah. So. You're like, uh, you call nine other companies, they're all going to tell you the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we, uh, That's funny, dude. we started in 2019 and then we're going through a rebrand actually right now. I just want to get my last name off of the company. So if you look at our Google reviews, our own customers, even though they're on our thing, they just used us, they'll spell my name wrong, like <laughs> all the time. I'm just like, this is a joke. I got to get my name <laughs> yeah. off of you here. Well, probably, I mean, if they spell your name wrong on the Google review, that probably affects a little bit of the local SEO. Oh, right? yeah. 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 It, well, and you hear Lundberg Plumbing and you're just like, even if you have the best of intentions of yeah. using us, when you need a plumber, that name's not going to come to mind. Like it's That's, a hard yeah, name okay. to remember. Yeah. Is what I think. Yeah, but that's fair. At the time, I didn't care when I first yeah, started it. Just let's just get out there and get it going. Yeah, I was making a living. No, that's great though. Yeah, I think that's how you're supposed to start, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like absolutely. It's like, it's like, um, 
just go. Like, We're on the adventure don't worry about of just the name. seeing if yeah. this works. Yeah, don't worry about the name. Don't worry about anything. Yeah. Dude, I think uh, I heard on a podcast, um, dude, the trades are big and I think they're just going to keep getting bigger. Uh, is yeah. there like a shortage of plumbers? No, there's a huge, well, a shortage. Yeah, there's yeah, a huge so, shortage of plumbers right yeah, now. Right. Um, the average plumber's age is like 55 right now in the United States, which means that here in the next 10 years, there's going to be an absolute shortage of plumbers. So, and because of that, the wages are going up. Private equity is getting involved because they saw that during COVID, the trades didn't go down. Like, Well, they can't go down. No. And they, we actually did really, really well. It's now that the trades are kind of going down. Well, everything's like, going down. Yeah. So. Yeah. But because they did so well, there were some crazy exits. There's a company called Gettle that exited for like a 20X multiple. Wow. Which in a home service industry. Is insane. Yeah. It's unheard of. Well, that in 20X in any industry is insane. Right. Except for maybe tech. Yeah. But now we're tech feeling Tech is like what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but it's because the data is getting there, right? Like if I replace your water heater, I have all of your data. So then in 10 years, I know to market to you again. Cause I know that your water heater is going to go out and that's what that company had been doing for two decades yeah. with thousands and thousands of customers. Yeah. I, I can see that PEs and VCs might've been late to the game because like, what's the lifetime value of a plumbing customer? You're like, yeah. I mean, it's a lot, but like it, they're not going to need any of your services and for another, right. Well, especially if like you go into a home and do the works, like we do a complete repipe. I mean, we have a 10 year warranty on it. We, in theory, shouldn't be seeing you for anything Yeah, for like 10 years. Well, I was going to say, I, we, well, I was going to say like, uh, if you have to see your customer every year, they're probably not your customer yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Nobody wants to see their plumber very often. Like if you're having floods, awesome, but yeah. well, not awesome. Not awesome. Condolences, yeah. but it's a good reason for us to be over there. Right. But if you keep having the same problem over and over. Yes. Yeah going to be problematic. You're going to find somebody else. <laughs> what did you do before you started your business? Um, so directly before this, I was doing my apprenticeship, obviously up in Logan. So with plumbing, it's a four-year apprenticeship. Um, and then you journey out and then you can get your master's after that. And then you can start your own company. So I did my apprenticeship oh, wow, up in Logan. Yeah. So that's the other barrier to entry is people are like, oh, I don't I don't know if I want to do this for four years. They view it as college, but it's so much different because you're working and making money the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And you're making great money the whole time. Yeah. So did that. And then before that I was in the door to door industry for four years. Then I got married and decided I hated that. So I liked it when I was single. Yeah. Door to door. When Rika and I, and I were just talking about like, this, man. Door to door is hard when you're married. Yeah. <laughs> with kids. Dude. Yeah. It's different to come home, come home to your boys after you had like a hard day. Yeah. That's one thing. But come home to your wife and you're like, oh, I didn't sell anything. And just, she's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> she's been sitting in a hotel all day or yeah. an apartment, or apartment or yeah. condo or, or whatnot. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I got out of that shortly after being married and uh, we did it one year married. And I was like, I can't do this. Um, started going to school and then realized that I was studying engineering and I was talking to a plumber and I was like, oh, this guy's making more money than my buddies that are graduating as engineers. And 
it seems more like the type of engineering I like. It's the hands-on stuff, not the planning it on a computer yeah. and drawing it up. It's like the doing it. Yeah. yeah. So got a part-time job doing that. And then shortly after dropped out of school to just plumb full-time and I've loved it ever since. That's so, cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. I remember, I remember I got into sales and I remember my grandpa, he's a general contractor yeah. in the trades and stuff. And he was like, what are you doing? He's like, you just need to go get your HVAC plumbing electrician thing. Yeah. And that's all you need to do. And I was like, I don't want to do that. Well, that's what <laughs> but my, sometimes I regret it. Sometimes I'm like, oh, that's what my dad this. told me for years, but I always, my Bishop growing up was a plumber. Mm-hmm. And I just thought like, Oh, this guy doesn't make any money because that's the way he lived. Yeah. In reality, guy makes a ton of money. He just lives frugal. Yeah. Yeah. And so I didn't quite understand that. I was like, well, and something they don't tell you about, and just because you brought this up, but something they don't tell you about the leadership in the church. I'm LDS too. Yeah. But something they don't tell you about is like you had like they don't call people who don't have any money to those positions. Yeah. <laughs> like you cannot, you have you to be, be very successful well. to you a to, point. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to make some money to be like a bishop, a stake president, a mission president, like, yeah. a, like a 70, like until you get up high enough where they like, like an apostle, right? Like you get like stipends or whatever. Um, but even those, you got to support. Yeah. But even those guys, like your apostles don't, they, I mean, they get like stipends and cut things covered, but they're still making money from their like investments. Right. Yeah. Um, which I don't think there's anything wrong with, but it's just funny that we all grew up thinking like, oh, anybody can be the bishop. And it's like, well, <laughs> you, gotta, you gotta have your stuff together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You do. You yeah. have to have it all together, like temporally and, and spiritually. But yeah, that's funny though. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad was pushing me towards it for a long time. And then shortly after starting a part-time job, I was like, oh, this is it. I like the, had the social aspect of door to door because you're talking with a customer every day. Mm -hmm. And it's not the new construction stuff. I don't think I would do well in a new construction world of plumbing, but in the service side where I'm going in and solving your problems and it's a different problem every day and I get to interact with different people. Um, that's where I shined. That's what I love. Yeah. So, well, dude, I mean, that's great. And I think too, to, to your point there is, um, it's just a, I mean, people are always going to need that. Like as long as you have a house. Yeah. Like, and if it's not the, if it's not the homeowner, it's the landlord. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're going to like, like now, right. If you're, even if you're renting, you need a plumber. Yeah. Right. And it's better if you're renting is you don't have to pay the plumber. Yeah. And the plumbing (laughs) is the most most out of the three, like big trades, which are plumbing, HVAC and electrical. Those are like the three big ones. Your electrical almost never goes out. So unless if it's a good economy and you want to remodel the service electricians, they have a rough time. Plumbing always is going to go out because water just wears stuff out. And then HVAC, it doesn't always go out, but when it goes out, it's It's, the highest priority. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like your furnace goes out in wintertime. You're like, yeah, I will pay you whatever. My dad was HVAC. Yeah. My dad was HVAC and I remember one Christmas he was on call and just to pick up the phone. It was yeah. like, just for him to go out, was like $200. Yep. Like a, he was going to stay there for 30 minutes and like not fix anything. Well, you got to drive there. Yeah. yeah. You got to drive there. Yes. Yeah. But I just remember like, when you think about that, like, you know, somebody hearing this is like 200 bucks. That's crazy. But 200 bucks for like 30 minutes just to answer the phone. Yep. Is like, okay. And show up. And then, and then you're like, but it's your furnace at 
Christmas and it's a blizzard outside. Yeah. You have to get it fixed. Well, it's also, <laughs> you know, I've already worked from eight to five. Yeah. And now your problems start at seven o'clock. Yeah. Well, like my family times started. Yeah. So I'm, I'm more than happy to get there. That's the name of the game. Like that yeah. is my job, but you do pay a little bit more <laughs> for us to get over there. It's just a convenience why thing. Why not though? Yeah. I mean like that's, but that's why you do it. Like if you could fix your own HVAC. Yeah. You <laughs> or yeah. plumbing, right? Yeah. Well, plumbing, HVAC and plumbing are the ones that if they go out, you're like, shit, dude. Yeah. So like the I biggest. a busted light or busted outlet for a little bit. Like the biggest player here that will do 105 million this year in the home service space here in Utah, they're like 55 million HVAC. 45 million plumbing yeah. and it's like 10 million electrical. Like yeah. even the biggest electrical company around here is nothing compared to the plumbing, the plumbing and HVAC. Guys, you know? Yeah. That's great. That's good. That's interesting. Electrical is though, but, but the one time I had to spend money in this new house was electrical. We had to get a whole new freaking panel panel. Yeah. And then they had like a, then they had like a special panel, like a surge protector panel. Or right. Something like that. And but which is stupid because my freaking thing trips all the time. When you spend for electrical, right? Like you're going to spend yeah. for it just like any of the trades. Yeah. But when do you have to replace that panel again? Never. Yeah. I'll never have to replace it. That. It was probably put in, in, I don't know when your home was built, but yeah. 50 years ago. Yeah. And it'll be another 50 years until something needs to be replaced again. Yeah. So. Yeah. It just, it's not breaking all the time like right. plumbing is right. or HVAC is. Which is, which is interesting because you, you think like water does a lot of damage when it moves. Yep. And uh, air does a lot of damage when it moves. Yeah. And so does electricity, yeah. but not like, but we have more safety things around that, right? Yeah. That energy. It's engineered moving, a little bit better. Yeah. That, well, that energy is like, oh, man, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy, dude. So what made you want to start your own business? Like what, uh, I mean, obviously you got your, you did all the things to do that, mm -hmm. but does everybody become a master plumber and then not choose to start their own business or, or some people? Honestly, it's pretty rare for people to even get their journeymen's in, especially in the state of Utah. And I don't know why. So, well, I do know why it's because the guys don't want to go to school, but it's also because the employer's almost incentivize you not to go to school because they say to you, you don't need to be a journeyman, just work for me. Like I'll pay you like a journeyman. You'll be fine. What that does is it just kind of pigeonholds you to that one company. Yeah. Cause now, yeah. Cause now you don't have options. Now you don't move on, but I mean, it's not all fun and games on your own company. So, like, so you, so, so walk me through becoming a plumber. Yeah. Like, do, like my dad, when he went, when he did an HVC, he actually went to a trade school first right. for like a year and a half or something, two years. Yeah. So and then he went you, to be an apprentice. And then. So with this, you start your apprenticeship, you register with the state, and then you get signed up in some sort of a technical college. So I went to um, Bridgerland up in Logan and then MT. Yeah. MTech. A, yeah. MTech over here. Yeah. But it's just two nights a week. It's just two nights a week for like two, three hours a night. So you just go when you're, and they don't teach you anything. It's like the biggest waste of time just punching a clock ever. The only thing that it matters is for four years, they're training you to pass one test. And that whole test is, can you read the code book and understand it? The thing is, is the teachers, like, they're just not incentivized. They're not paid. They don't do a good job. So it's, 
it feels like a giant waste of time and a lot of people don't make it through. So you're going to do that for four years while working. And then you take- How much does it cost? The schooling? Yeah. Um, most companies are going to, I pay for all my guys schooling. And I think that it costs me like $500 a semester. So it's nothing. Wow. And all of your books are the same all four years. So you buy your books once and you're just done. So it's the most cost-effective school you could ever go to. Mm-hmm. And then afterwards you just take, there's one final written test, which you have three tries to pass it. And then there's a practical test where you just can show them that you can do the plumbing and then you have your journeyman. So that's the journeyman of the plumbing side. And then to get your master's, it's just two more years that you can prove that you're in a leadership position or have your associate's degree and have one year um, in a leadership position. And then you apply and there's another test for that, but it's basically the same test that you took with a little bit of business law. So, um, but it's not all fun and games like going back, knowing what I know now, I don't know if I would start another plumbing company and that sounds weird, but it's just like the quality of my life. I would still work in plumbing, but I could still make six figures and have a better quality of life working for somebody else in this industry (laughs) than all of the stress. Like when you own the company, like every complaint comes to you. Yeah. Um, I don't regret it. I love it. But if I didn't love the business aspect of it, like if I just loved plumbing and I didn't love the business side of it and learning about marketing and networking with people, I probably wouldn't have done it. If that makes sense. And yeah. so much of business isn't drawn towards the trades. So it takes a unique personality right. that well, likes both yeah. of those things. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, I mean, about where I grew up, I grew up in Iowa. Yeah. Like it was only trades in my hometown. Yeah. Like welders, HVAC, um, pipe fitters, linemen. Like that's yeah. just what you got. Like, I mean, you could graduate in my high school with like a welding certificate yeah. or a plumbing. And you make great money. Yeah. You make great money. Yeah. But I mean, and that crap is hard. Pipe fitters, those guys are. Pipe fitters make a ton of money. So that's the other route that you can go is if you go through the union, you go to five years of school, but they'll teach you pipe fitting as well. Their school is awesome. Like their school will teach you stuff. Our school, you're really learning it all on the job. Is Is there a plumber's union? Yeah. Okay. Yep. There's plumber unions here in. In Utah. Okay. It's just like, like every one or, Okay. I don't know. Okay. Because I'm not part of it. I don't know much about unions. I do know that there is a union okay. here in Salt Lake. I know that unions are, I mean, unions are big in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, and if you're in certain trade, like the lineman union. Yep. But like, dang, that's crazy. Those guys are just unbeatable. Yeah. I mean, unions, I mean, that's what they originally were for. I don't know if they're necessarily, I don't know. Maybe you do there. Maybe it's, there's a purpose for them. Now. I don't know. There's still a purpose, but the problem is, is like, you're just cycling through those plumbers. So if there's a big job, I know a guy that worked for the union and he'd get hired on for a job. And as soon as that job was over, they lay him off and they had to cycle through all these other plumbers before he could get hired again. So he's just constantly employed, unemployed. Yeah. And it's like, that kind of sucks. Do you keep benefits with the union when they let you off? I or? have no idea. Dude, yeah, I know. Well, the only reason I would ever, 
I mean, the only reason I, I heard good things about the union were the benefits. Yeah. It was like, that's why you joined the union. Like, yeah. it, you know, it was really hard to get fired. Like it's relatively speaking. Yeah. Like, no, I guess it if is. you did a bad job, they would it, fire you, but it's pretty hard to get fired. Like your, your benefits are incredible. Yep. Like the pay is good. Yeah. And you know, but anymore, I mean, so we pay full health insurance for our guys. Oh, wow. We just feel like it's, it's important. And especially in the trades, like your health is everything. If you're not healthy, I want my guys to go to the doctor. I want them to make sure that their back's doing And good. not be afraid to go to the doctor. Yeah. Like, because they can't afford it or whatever. Yeah. Um, so I had a thing. One of the other reasons why I got out of the summer cells thing is I got diagnosed with a disease called CRPS in my hand, which basically I broke my hand. They took the pins out. And then the next day, so everything was good. Everything was healed. We had the okay. And the next day it felt like there was a blowtorch on my hand and it's a disease. Oh dude, CRPS. Is that the big thing that's going on right now? It's It's like from the Netflix thing. Yeah. So there's a thing, the the, the suicide, the Maya, uh, saving Maya or whatever that movie is. No, that's different. I have seen that one though. Or I've, I've heard of it. Yeah. Okay. Hold on. Let me look, let me look this up, but go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to look basically. So with this, your nerves are just going haywire. So your nerves are registering in your brain that there is something like extreme pain going on, but there's nothing wrong with you. Um, and a lot of it comes from like stress and stuff. So we did a bunch of research on it and it's like, Mm. I can't live like this. Um, I got to get out of all of this stress from the door to door cells. You know, we, yeah. we managed a team. I managed a team. In- yeah. 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 Take care of Maya. She had CR. The daughter had CRPS. Is the, it that? Yeah. The daughter had yeah. CRPS, but it's, she had CRPS like all over her whole body. I dude, it's intense. Like that, but yeah. That, I met people in it when I had it. I met a gal that she sprained her ankle when she was 12. She was 24. Never walked on that ankle again. Like never of got CRPS. healed because of CRPS. Well, that was the thing in the, in the, uh, documentary that was on Netflix was like the only, the only kind of cure for it was this ketamine treatment. Yeah. And then that's the whole thing that happened. But yeah, there, otherwise there's not really like a thing for it. Right. Or well, it can dissipate. I was lucky because it's, it's not well known about enough. Like people will think that you're trying to get prescription drugs because like the whole time I've broken like 12 bones, never taken a a painkiller. Don't care about it. Yeah. With this, I needed painkillers like immediately. You just want, you honestly just clam up. Like the whole world right, yeah. sucks. You don't want to deal with it. Um, so people think that you're just trying to get pain pills because they run all these tests like, and there's nothing wrong. Or they think that you have an infection. We fortunately got diagnosed like immediately with it. And I was able to fly out to a specialist and get a bunch of cortisol shots in my spine. Oh yeah. And that, that helped out dramatically. So luckily we caught it early enough. Um, but how many people don't catch it or they didn't know about it? Well, that's what happened in this case forever. From what I understand is like they would run tests and they're like, nothing's wrong with you. Like you're, you're lying. And then they charged the mom with, uh, Oh, the, they charged, she killed herself. Yeah. They charged the mom with, uh, I didn't know that was a documentary, but I've heard uh about that case. Uh huh. And she, what did they do? Uh, Munchausen syndrome by proxy. Yeah. That's what they diagnosed the daughter with. And then they charged the mom yeah. with all of it. The, they took their kid, her kid away. And then that's yeah. not the whole thing. And they just settled with Johns Hopkins 
I think they said just over $220 million yeah. so from, from the- They charged the mom with being basically abusive. Yeah. Yep. Took her kid. Took and her And then kid. her mom killed herself. Yeah. So that they could get custody- Back of the kid, well, which is well, just yeah. crazy. Like, yeah, and dude, out of an act of love for your child, dude. And well, like, and that brings up a whole no other problem, which is like these hospitals have so much power yeah. and no oversight. Because at the end of that documentary, they they go through like twenty people, or I don't know, it maybe not twenty, but they go through quite a few people who had alleged the same things that the yeah. family did, which was like CPS came and took my kid because. You know, he had yeah. like, he got hit by a baseball and they said that was abuse and they took my kid Yeah, and we had to jump through all these hoops and we can't afford an attorney. And they were just like holding people hostage. Like, yeah, that's crazy. It was wild. But yeah, it was CRPS. Yeah. And she had it throughout like her whole body. Yeah. You can get it anywhere and over anything. Like I broke my hand and everything was good. It was when they took the pins out that my body just yeah. registered it. So now I'm much more careful because like my yeah. biggest fear is that it comes back because it, it truly is debilitating. Like even just in your hand, I couldn't pick up my phone. I couldn't, I couldn't oh. tie my shoes. I couldn't open a doorknob. Like literally this hand was as good as useless. It was yeah. worse than useless because if it touched anything, I would just like start bawling. Yes. Like, yeah. They, that's terrible. what they said. Like, they felt like their skin was on fire. Yeah. Like, like every time something happened. It's constantly like the best analogy is there's a blowtorch just on your hand and you can't do anything about it. That's crazy. Like there's no pain relief. There's no. Yeah. Well, and that's what happened with this. Cause she went into the doctor and she was like, no, she got diagnosed with CR CRPS. Uh, she needs ketamine. Yeah. And they were like, what? And then they were like, and then they're like, how much ketamine? She's like, this is how much ketamine. And they're like that. That's more than they give a horse. Yeah. They're like, no. Well, ketamine's uh, going to like numb you yeah. to that kind of stuff, to like your but physical I, yeah, sensations I, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But. I mean, I don't know all the details, so like don't sue me or whatever. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> it's legal. Ketamine's illegal. No, yeah. I mean, and they use it for um, mental health now. Yeah. They're, they're exploring for mental health and they're also like. There's a lot of therapy for it. Yeah. Mental health. Yeah. Ketamine treatments. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing is there's a lot of studies that say the CRPS is tied with stress. So that was another reason to get out of, um, the problem Someone's, is, is yeah. that having it is stressful. So it's like, <laughs> it's you like got to figure out how to control your hell. stress. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So that's why getting out of the door to door cells helped me out. And now I, I'm really focused on my mental health and like making sure that my stress stays at bay, which isn't always easy as a business owner. Well, so, yeah, dude, I was like, the you sales is stressful, business is stressful. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. I'm like, we got to get out of this damn stressful yeah. feedback loop, dude. I'm like, I'm about to go use my accounting degree and just sit down and crunch numbers on Excel right. all day and shit, dude. But then when you're over there, once like the stress level's gone down, yeah, you're, you're itching like, to get cool. back into it, right? Then you know like, what I mean? Like cool. it's yeah. just an addictive cycle. Well, it's, it's, I mean, there's something about being a business owner that really taps into the human purpose, which is like, we're creators. Yeah. Like we, we have to like use our talents and make something. Cause if we don't like, no one has to tell you if you're, if you're not progressing in your life, like no one has to tell you to feel like shit. You're just going to feel like shit. Yeah. Like anything. Yeah. I mean like, that's why video games are addicting because you can level up. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
you're making you, progress. Yeah, yeah. And doesn't even, matter that it's pointless. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now I was gonna put a caveat on that. Yeah. Like this is not the same thing, but like that's also why video games are a little bit addictive because you get this dopamine kind of rush of like creating something and like progressing and moving forward and like problem solving and learning and these things. That's why like some of the worst addictions that are hard to break are those like not non-substance ones. Yeah. Like video games or gambling or, you know, pornography, pornography, stuff like that. It's just like this humongous hit that your body's not supposed to take. And then you just keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy stuff, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, yeah. But being a business owner is, is pretty wild, man. Yeah. And that's me and my wife talk about that. It's like, but now we have employees that love working for us and that we've made their life. I feel like we've, we've amplified their life so much. Like can't back down from it now. Like yeah, now you're their in, whole yeah. families for, are relying on us. <laughs> in for a penny and for a pound. Like, man, it would be nice to be employed by myself and not own the company anymore. Yeah. If that makes sense. Right. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Give it, it over to nice someone to, else and just become an employee, like switch. Yeah. Yeah. Just <laughs> I've heard do some what I do love. That though. They hire a CEO and then they'll just like, yep. they'll retain ownership, hire a CEO, but then they'll still I know a plumbing owner that did that. Yeah. He has a CEO that runs his company. He just goes out and runs jobs every yeah. day. Like he's a normal yeah. dude. And he, but he, does he sit like, I mean, there's not a board for a plumbing company, but it's kind of like that. Like yeah. there, there's decision-making processes that he has to be involved in. Maybe, I, maybe, I don't maybe think that he's even involved in them. I think that he just trusts the CEO to do, to be the operator and to do it. And like, if there was ever any decisions that came down that he didn't like, he'd probably veto it. Like, he, yeah, he probably has, has some of, rights. Yeah. He has rights, to yeah. say, Yeah, but I mean, there's a lot of things that he's not going to know about that. The technicians don't know about like how much we're spending on the marketing. Where are we marketing at? Mm-hmm. Um, what deals are we running? Like yeah. all that kind of stuff. But see, I wonder if you could, cause when I was in the, I did a sales training mm-hmm. for a plumbing company one time. Okay. And I actually trained their, the plumbers. Cause I'm like, dude, they're in your house. Yeah. Those are the guys selling the jobs. Yeah. I'm like, why wouldn't you ask them? Like, how did you hear about us? Like, yeah. Well, we heard about you from TikTok. No shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Or like, we heard you from this. Like maybe if you get enough of those and you track the data, right? Like, well, so the CRMs are so advanced now that like, we know when you call me, I know, depending on what number you called, like, oh, did you come from point. TikTok? Did you come from Facebook? Did you come from SEO? Did you come from PPC? Did you come from Yelp? come from a card that I handed out. Like we have a different tracking number for all of that. That's a good point. And sometimes it gets conflated because you might see me on TikTok yeah. and then look me up on Google. Right. And then call. But, but that's, the the that's day, part like, of marketing though. That's yeah. Like, that's but, why you have to do that. Yeah. But a lot of that's trackable. Yeah. Now. Yeah. That's fair. But, but yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is, it's interesting. There's a lot of, th- I mean, when, but when you're a business owner, there's a lot of things that you can do, like get creative like that, right? Like, yeah. like shit, I got all the SOPs down. I could just hire somebody to do this. And yeah. that's, that's also, but like, if you're not doing that, um, your business might be in trouble. Like yeah. if you're not documenting processes and procedures yeah. anyway. Which is hard for a technician to do, <laughs> which is yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> but, but no, I mean, like if you want to get acquired, the, the thing that they look at first, before they look at EBITDA or anything, they look at like, do you have a process? Could a blind man come in and run this? Yeah. And if the answer is yes, then we can start talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Those big eggs. Yeah. I mean, like it's, I mean, but that is the hardest part. I, I interviewed Chris Ronzio. 
He's the CEO of Trainual. Okay. I've heard of Trainual. Yeah. Yeah. They're fantastic. Yeah. Um, but they automate SOPs. Yeah. And, uh, and that's what he was saying. Cause he came from like a VC background mm-hmm. and he was like, dude, before we, let, well, I didn't give a shit about your number. Yeah. I didn't care if it was 50 million. Like if you didn't have a documented process for everything that you did in your business, we it weren't going to look at you. Yeah. Cause if yeah. one piece yeah, because, leaves. Well, be, well, because the VC, the VC's not running that shit. Yeah. They're not plumbers. <laughs> They're going to literally do what you did, which is buy it, hire it out. Yeah. And be done and never look at it again. Yeah. Make sure the money comes in. That's it, dude. That's it. So, so, and, and that's what you look at when you look for other businesses, you know, like I, I every once in a while I'll get like a little frisky and I'll be like, Oh, let's go look at this business. And I'll be like, can I see your, can I see your employee manual or your operations manual? Yeah. We don't have one. Okay. Never that's mind. problematic. See ya. Yeah. Bye yeah. Dog. We're trying to work on one right now, but yeah. it's, Again, it's tough for a technician to do all the time. Like, yeah. I I know the plumbing. Now I got to, now I'm learning the business side. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. my first year of like stepping out of the van. Honestly, mm-hmm. I've only been out of the van for like six months. Yeah. Before that, I was running full bore yeah. plumbing. Yeah. Like just full-time plumbing. So. Yeah, that's crazy. It's been a bit of a shift. No, but that's but cool, man. One. But it's a fulfilling for you. Yeah. And I was just interviewing somebody the other day too, who was like, it, it, there is something uh, special about knowing that you're helping someone's family and, and you're helping yeah. someone, yeah. you know, get Christmas or whatever. No, people are grateful for you. Mm-hmm. Like you show up and get them hot water. People are pumped about it. Like yeah. they love it. You go over and solve their flooding issue that they had no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like it is rewarding in that yeah. way. Yeah. And then you get the people that, you can never please. Well, and those yeah, people dude, well, exist as well. Yeah. I mean, and some people just want to have a bad day. Like, I think that's yeah. the hardest part about being in customer service or sales or anything like that. Yeah. Some people just want to be pissed. Well, and some people, I don't know. We had a gal just the other day that she's used us a lot and she was a good customer and everything. But then we gave her a price on fixing this thing. It was like 250 bucks to fix this faucet. And she's like, oh, that's outrageous. It should be like 50 bucks. It's like, why do you think that? So she got a price from another bigger company and they came in at like 500. And then she comes crawling back to us and it's like, we, yeah. we have other customers. <laughs> like we have yeah. better. Yeah. I, we went and do it. We go and do it for her. But there are those people that they're just like, I only yeah. get paid $30 <laughs> in my job. It should only cost $30. It's like, well, no, we have yeah. insurance and we have to market. Well, yeah, we that's our bottom that's, that's the minimum that we have to charge. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, and again, like that's just, that's also, oh man, those guys, oh my gosh. Yeah. The people who are like the parts, 40 bucks at Amazon, they'll go buy the part and do Yeah. yeah like go oh, buy the want, part, man. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, dude. It's still 250 bucks. It's still 200. <laughs> you buy the part for. I remember I was at a car dealership. I was selling cars and uh, I was actually on the finance side and I was talking to this guy. Um, and he was, he, and he didn't want any warnings or anything like that. And I was like, all right. Uh, but he wanted this. Uh, so in a pilot to, to get, so a pilot can tow uh, 4,500 pounds. If there's a transmission cooler can tow 5,000 pounds. Okay. But you have to have the transmission cooler. Okay. Um, and that has to be installed by Honda. Like yeah. you're messing with a transmission. Yeah. Right. And this guy Call, he, he, uh, he sat right in front of me and I couldn't, I thought he was joking at first. He was like, 
I was like, yep, this is how much transmission cooler costs. That includes parts and labor. Yeah. Labor. And he goes, well, what is it if I just want the cooler? What is it? And yeah. I'm like, it doesn't exist. He's like, yeah, I can put it in myself. And I was like, what? Yeah. I was like, and then I kind of got cheeky with him after I realized he wasn't joking. I was like, so you have a, you have the proprietary Honda software yeah, and you have a lift in your garage that can take a transmission out of the car and you know how to put it in? Yeah. <laughs> he was like, oh, what? And I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. What is, like, it's not a button, dude. Like, and, and that's how people mind, think dude, plumbing I'm, is. It's yeah. they're like, oh, I've worked on this kind of stuff before. It's like, yeah, you have, but when it floods, <laughs> like I, it's dude, problematic. I, Let's it blows, just do it right the first time. Yeah. It blows my mind. But that is also why sales comes into play so heavy is because like, yeah. I mean, I got that deal. I wasn't like. The story I'm telling you is like a fish story, right? Like I'm like, yeah. this guy was an idiot. But in the moment I was like, well, you know, I don't think you want to do that because it'll void your warranty. Like, yeah. There's proprietary Honda software that we have to use. And if, and if my tech does it and he messes up, we'll cover it for, yeah. for free. If you do it yourself and you mess up, your whole entire warranty is void. And like, not just your engine warranty, every warranty on yeah. that car is void. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to look at it. I was like, uh, but I just had like, after that, it was just a running joke. I was like, I could not believe this guy thought he could put in a transmission yeah. cooler in his, in his brand new, like 2020 Honda pilot. I was yeah. Like, this is unbelievable to save like 200 bucks, 300 bucks, something like that. I yeah. Was like no way, dude. No way. Even if it was a thousand dollars, like who cares? Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, actually let the, the professionals do it. <laughs> I was like the transmission cooler is a dollar. Yeah. And the, the, the labor is three ninety nine, right? Yeah. Like the, the labor's four grand. Yeah. That's how it breaks down. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing is we get customers that are always like, Oh, can I get a breakdown of like all the parts and stuff? It's like, sure. Yeah. It doesn't change the price. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess if you want to do all that math, you know, yeah, make yourself feel bad that my guys get paid that we charge 50 bucks or a hundred bucks an hour. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, is it's not the hourly, like yeah. if, so we just did a job this last week that I had yeah. to let a guy go for, um, we did a sewer line. It was like a $25,000 job, big job. Jesus. My guy goes in to verify that we had done the work right. And he signs off that it's good. Two weeks later, they have a sewer backup. So any recalls, I'm always going to go over to it. And I scope the line and it's not good. Like the guy who sold it and did the work and did everything skipped a huge amount of work that we promised him and we didn't do. So now we have to go through and basically redo the whole job. Yeah. Redo the whole thing. Well, when I'm looking at his bid, there wasn't enough money in it to do all of the job. Right. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So who does that fall on? Well, it falls on me right. like every time. Right. So it's not the hundred dollars an hour. It's yeah. the, if we mess up, if something goes wrong, yeah. well, we're doing it for $12 an and hour. It, and I heard the best uh, definition for this, which is like how wealth is created in the world. And like, you don't get paid for, um, you don't get paid for your time or what you know. Yeah. You get paid for your val for the value that you bring to society. Yeah. For and solving the, problems. Yeah. For like like okay yeah dude my I could charge you a thousand dollars a month you the f the fact is is like you can do this yeah and you don't want to do it yeah you right? have better things to yeah. do yeah like it's not worth it for you um I and the, and I heard that quote in reference to like uh they were talking about Elon Musk and and the guy was like 
He's like, you think that anybody could go run, be the CEO of SpaceX, Tesla, and whatever other Neuralink company he's got? Yeah. You think anybody can do that? And uh, I was like, oh shit, yeah, that's a good point, dude. Yeah, like so, you're not paid for your time or what you know. You're paid for like your the value you bring to yeah. society or like to. Yeah. So like, I remember that too. We, we'd have those conversations with people and I was like, I was like, and that's when I get like, I don't know. Most of the time I was very cordial, but sometimes I just get pissed and be a smart ass. I was like, yeah, it's a dollar. Yeah. It's a dollar for the parts. <laughs> yeah. It's a dollar for the parts. A thousand dollars for my time. Well, have you ever heard the story about the guy that he fixed? I don't even remember what it was. Basically there's a, there's this old machine um, mm. nobody can get it working. All these mechanics have looked at it. Nobody can get it working. So they call in this old guy and he comes over, takes a look at the machine, looks it over a second time, takes out his hammer, hits it in a spot and the thing starts right up. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, thank you so much. And then he sends him a bill for like a thousand bucks. Yeah. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is all you did. And he's like, no, it's, it was a dollar to hit it with a hammer it was $999 to know where to hit it. Yeah. Like that's what we're getting paid for. Yeah, dude, for sure, man. And I freaking, yeah. And that's what it is. And that's what, that, and it's a lot more tangible when we're talking about trades. Like, yeah, it, and, and it's so poignant too, because it's like, nobody knows how much they love hot water until they have to take a cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's critical. Yeah. And, and vice versa. Like nobody knows, like, how awesome cold water is when your freaking faucet's blowing out yeah. hot as hell. You yeah. know what I mean? You're, and uh, so anyway, yeah, dude, that that's wild. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming on the podcast. No, man. I appreciate yeah, you fun, having dude. me. Yeah. yeah. Where can everybody find you to give us the Lundberg plumbing? Lundbergplumbing.com. That's the best spot there. And then um, we're on Facebook, Lundberg plumbing, but we're yeah. going to be changing our name January 1st. So there we go. I'll have to update it. Yeah. All right, man. But I'm going to keep it a secret. <laughs> right now, we're in this whole rebranding phase right now. So. All right, dude. Dope. Well, thank you so much, man. No, thank Appreciate you for it. having me.